0: The dick orgasm is the best orgasm. All the other orgasm you have, it's just not real. Kuni Jingle! Yes, we got it. So technically, it's what uh, 14
1: years old girls do with the pillows. Lesbian sex has an answer for you. Dick Dick song... Dick song...
0: Hello, it's Fucking English, podcast on how to get along with those who turn us on, especially if English is not your first language. I'm Lena, and I'm from Russia, and you probably already hear that by my accent, and I was told that my accent gets even worse when I'm emotional, and I'm going to be very emotional today.
1: I'm Elena, I can't say where I'm from anymore, because I've lived in too many countries and kissed too many people, don't tell my wife. But now... I live in a small coastal town in Portugal with my wife, and since she's already heard all my stories, and since some of them are too wild to be true, I will be sharing them here in this podcast. And I know your wife listens to our podcast. Oh, she does. And she's like our biggest uh, PR contributor so far, (laughs) you know, like she drives, she literally drives the downloads of this podcast. So I am sending her a specific, you know, love you for that.
0: English is not our first language, so we need assistance. We invited Mr. Brett. He's an English teacher from Minnesota, and he prepared lessons of sex English for us. So... This could
1: be a jingle. <laughs> 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 Queenie jingle. Yeah, Queenie <laughs> jingle. Yes, we got it. We got it. We got it. We got another Queenie
0: jingle. So... We invited Mr. Brett, he's an English teacher, and he prepared lessons of sexy English for this podcast. Yay!
2: Good morning, everybody. Nomads, travelers, wanderers, Auslander and others. This is Mr. Brett, and it's time for some fucking English.
0: So, seems like Jessica and Chris had some chemistry in the previous episode, and I'm curious what will happen next. Will it be their first, third date?
1: Oh, I love that. (laughs) I would love for that to happen. How fast your third date happens for you? Oh, my goodness. It depends. I mean, of course, I have stories. I would say I had the longest third date ever uh, with the first woman I dated. We first kissed in December. And then the sex actually happened in May of the next year. So it was quite a while that it took us to get there. Just, you know, to say it was worth it. But <laughs> but what what did you do in, in between December uh, and May? You know, we ruminated. She was saying, oh, I don't know if I'm going to like sex with a woman. And I I knew nothing about sex with a woman. So I couldn't even like contemplate having sex with a woman. So basically all these months we spent, uh, you know, on basis one and two. I thought you would say... We did research. We couldn't do research because it was uh, there was not much information available. To be honest, uh, it was 2000 and oh my god, three. So it was twenty. Oh my god, that was twenty years ago. Anyway, it was twenty years ago. Oh Jesus! And twenty years ago, uh, in Russia, there wasn't much ah so sex you, information you... available, right, about same sex relationships or sex or anything like that you know technically technically my parents didn't have the talk with me meaning like they never told me what sex is and and where did I come from I was completely unaware about anything that related to sex I didn't research anything because like the only computer we had in a family was a family computer I couldn't exactly research lesbian sex there and the you know the the cell phones that we had at the time they didn't have connection to the internet it's not the smartphone so you couldn't research lesbian sex there either unfortunately so everything i wanted i had to research for myself but what i decided was to go with the flow
0: my longest way to sex took Oh, my God, it's just years, like 15 years. What? Let me explain. Okay, yes,
1: yes, I want to hear this story. So,
0: when I was 14, I uh, went to a theater club, and uh, there was a lot of people there, and it was adults' theater club, so a lot of people a little bit older than me. Actually, I was, like, very emotional at my 16. Like, I looked at people and just felt, felt, felt a lot all the time. And this guy was one of them, and in my town where I grew up. It was very small and it was surrounded by forests. And it was a big thing that a lot of teenagers and young adults played Hobbit games. I mean, we dressed up like elves. I had my elves costume, my orcs costume and a lot of costumes, something medieval, something Chinese. So, this guy was like very into all of that. He was, like, blonde with uh, curly hairs, very romantic, and I liked him. He dated with my friend for a while. He was older than me, you know, this thing for 16 years old girls. Then I just went to Moscow to learn, and something happened, something happened. But one day, like 15 years later, I went to my native town to visit my dad. And I just decided to write to him and, like, invite him over to drink some beer. And we swam naked in a lake and we drank beer and we fucked. So, in a way, it was the fastest date ever because I invited him and just we had... Sex in the forest. Okay. <laughs> like two wild <laughs> elves. Uh, but on the other hand, it like fifteen years. Yeah,
1: it took you a while. Yeah. Yeah, it took it, a while. It took you a while for this first fast sex. Yeah. So
0: I'm curious how our characters doing
1: and are Let's they see. quick? Are they happy? I hope they're happy and they don't have to be quick.
2: As you hopefully remember, when we last saw Jessica, she was hitting it off with Chris. After their date in the observatory, they had coffee and headed off into a nearby park. For us, it's been a few weeks, but for them, it's only been a few minutes. Uh, Like I've said before, time flows a little bit differently in podcast world. Let's check up on them. Well, it's a nice evening, and now they're passionately kissing in the park. Nice. I mean, it's pretty much what I had expected, but still. Nice. Another thing that's nice is that in podcast world, Mr. Brett has the magical power to read minds. So I know that both of them would like this date to end up somewhere more private. But neither of them knows how to bring that up. Jessica thinks to herself, "Uh, How should I ask him? I mean, I could say, I would like to spend the night with you. What do you say? No, that feels a little too formal. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe, uh, uh, maybe you want to invite me to your place. No, that seems a bit pushy. Mm, I don't know. Ooh, what about, uh, uh, hey, uh, how about some sexy time tonight? And then, you know, use some finger guns to really emphasize it. Uh, no, that's, that's just bad. Meanwhile, Chris is thinking to himself, mm, How should I ask her? I mean, I could say, so, uh, do you have any plans for later this evening? No, then maybe she'll think that I have plans and that I want to leave. Oh, that's no good. Um, what about, uh, uh, oh, ah, I'm, I'm really enjoying this. It, it almost feels like a third date. No, that sounds, that kind of sounds like maybe she owes me something or I don't know. Uh, What about, uh, how about some sexy time tonight? And then, you know, use some finger guns to really emphasize it. No, that's just, that's just bad. Okay, I know I'm an omniscient English teacher who's metaphorically floating over this interaction, but is it just me or is it weird that both Jessica and Chris considered using finger guns? I don't know. Maybe these guys really are right for each other. Hmm. Anyway. In this podcast, we encourage female characters to express their feelings and desires overtly. So, Jessica leans in towards Chris's ear and whispers, I feel like kisses are not enough for me tonight. Chris replies, we could look for something more at my place. So this is the part where the sexy music starts playing while Jessica and Chris rush into his apartment and they're tearing off their clothes. And for some reason, there are a bunch of lit candles, even though no one was there to light them. And then once they reach the bedroom, maybe there's a cut or the music fades. And then we transition to the following morning. At least that's what happens in the movies, but you know, not in real life and not on fucking English. What actually happens is they take a taxi. They climb the stairs to Chris's apartment. He's about to open the door when Gladys comes out. Gladys is Chris's neighbor. She's about 80 years old or so, and she's really sweet, but the new app on her phone isn't working. She asks, Chris, can you please help me? It only takes a couple of minutes, and, you know, he's happy to help his neighbor, but for Jessica, Standing in an unfamiliar hallway on a first date while the guy talks to his neighbor and she just kind of stands there. It feels like an eternity. And now she feels way more awkward than, you know, good to go. The best thing Chris can do is to not try to pick up where they left off, but instead to take a step back to help her feel comfortable and relaxed again. You know, he could say something like, let me grab some wine and maybe we could find something on Netflix. Or he could say, uh, It was a little chilly outside. Would you like to borrow a sweater? Or he could say, Ah, here's a towel, you know, in case you want to go freshen up. Or there's the always considerate Are you hungry? Should I get you something to eat? Okay, I know, I know, a few minutes ago, it felt like they were about to just dive under the sheets and now it almost sounds like visiting a friend, but trust me, taking a step back was the right choice. Now, Jessica feels relaxed and things are going wonderfully. The two are sharing a glass of wine and they're sharing a blanket on the couch. And neither of them is really watching the new sci-fi horror apocalypse movie they picked on Netflix. (laughs)
0: One guy actually came up with a really good idea how to make me feel comfortable at his home. I When we met first time outside, uh, I mentioned that I work remotely and he invited me to his place to work together. I mean, he said, I will organize a working space for you. Like it will be quiet for you to have your meeting tomorrow, and like I will cook uh, lunch for you so you don't need to go somewhere to to have some food. So yeah, it sounds nice, I thought. And I came over and actually it was nice working space and like we spending time together and bonding a little bit because we had some chat occasionally and also I getting to know his apartment, I go there, I go there, so I feel comfortable at the end. And it was actually nice. What wasn't nice that uh, he didn't Think through how he goes from there to sex. So his solution was to take off his cloth and lie on the bed as I work. I mean, (laughs) so I'm working and it seems like he just waited when I will be done with work and Mm -hmm. will. So he was like absolutely naked. He was absolutely naked. Yes. So this part was uncomfortable and I didn't like that. But actually, I liked the idea and I did the same when I invited a guy to work at my place. Mm -hmm. Like I. I took this idea for my dating life, and I think it works. Okay. So, Chris and our lessons also <laughs> doing well?
1: <laughs> yeah, let's see.
2: So, Jessica and Chris have been under the blanket for a while, but it seems like maybe she's a little tense. She actually has a secret, something that could be a little embarrassing. Chris doesn't know about it, but since I'm a teacher and teachers know everything, I can tell you. Jessica thinks that Chris might expect her to be the kind of woman who is perfect at hair removal and wears matching lace underwear, but that's not the kind of woman Jessica is. She prefers a more natural style with her body hair. Also, there's an alien on her panties. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's, it's a cute alien, but still, it's an alien. So, she's a little bit worried. What if Ben is thrown off? surprised by what he finds when she takes her pants off. What if he says something hurtful? Chris isn't sure why Jessica is feeling uncomfortable, but he wants to make her feel safe and relaxed. Honestly, there might not be a perfect thing to say here, Chris, because it's a bit sensitive and complicated. But you could try something like, is everything okay? Or you could say, I'm a little bit nervous. How about you? This is a good one because it makes it easier for her to say that she's nervous if she knows she's not the only one. You could also say, You seem a little bit stressed out. Is something bothering you? Whatever you say, the important thing is to not put pressure on her. He decides to say that he thinks she's a great storyteller, and she appreciates the compliment. After a while, it's obvious that he's actually listening to her and he's not just waiting for his turn to talk she decides that Chris probably isn't the kind of guy who would be scared off by an alien. You know, unless it's one of those aliens from the alien films, of course, like, because those things are terrifying. So she smiles and relaxes a bit. Jessica says, Okay, uh, I'm a little bit nervous about my underwear and my body hair. What if it's not what you expect? Sometimes just being direct works best. Chris smiles and says, you haven't seen my underwear or my body hair either. And all the nervousness just dissolves, like anything exposed to the blood from those aliens in the alien films, or like a curious mouse falling into a pitcher plant.
0: One guy told that um, for him, the most sexy moment when he undresses a girl, but unfortunately... Usually when he invites somebody over, they ask to go to bathroom and then came out of bathroom uh, without any clothes, like mm-hmm. with only towel on. Mm-hmm. And he was confused. Why, why is that? And actually, I understand these girls. I would do the same, maybe, probably. Do you remember Russian actress Faina Ranevskaya? Of course. So once she answered the question, how to understand if you like a guy, she said... Uh, You need to go out with him somewhere, spend some time, then come home, take off your underpants, and... um, (laughs) I know, this
1: one, yeah, just throw it up in the air. Throw it up in the... (laughs) Oh, Jesus.
0: If they stick to a ceiling, then you like the guy. So, if I spend some time (laughs) with a guy, and then we come to his place, and I'm expected to take off my clothes and my underwear... My underwear doesn't look like I just bought it or just mm-hmm. took it clean from my shelf. It's mm-hmm. just embarrassing for me. It can stick to the it can stick to the ceiling. Well, <laughs> if if they cannot, uh, then I shouldn't
1: take it off. Exactly. Yeah, makes sense.
0: Usually I just when I take off my underpants, I put them into my pockets or somewhere. And actually, once I had to go throughout the city with my <laughs> underpants in my pocket of my <laughs> short, mm-hmm. it's very uncomfortable. The thing is, seems like in movies, it's just mom and they take it off yeah. and just... Uh, uh, hang it uh, somewhere or... and then a
1: woman has orgasm in three seconds yes, yeah but, but yes. for me it's very
0: uncomfortable moment <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: yeah i i can hear you yes uh, this is something this is something i would do too like uh, no of course there is a there is a moment when you don't think about that that's the thing sometimes you really can't think straight or or not straight. (laughs) You don't care if if you've had a shower, you haven't had a shower, or if you, you know, have clean pants or dirty pants or whatever pants, you know, if they stick or don't stick. You don't care. You just get into that. So for me, actually, if I start thinking about stuff like that, it means I'm off the vibe. When I was thinking about the shower, that meant my panties wouldn't stick. To me, sex with uh, women is more exciting. It really is engrossing me as a whole. Like, I'm not thinking about anything else but the actual sex with this person. And whereas with the men, I think about a lot of stuff did I shave my legs did I do this Did I... and also the, the condom is a big thing there was a story on Tenerife uh, it's a canary island so I met a guy who was like super cute and uh, we shared a look and then um, this hotel had like huge uh, sunbeds you know like then they have like a palatine on top and stuff like that so at night these beds were obviously empty and the area wasn't closed so we met there you know we talked a bit and then you know obviously we wore were're we getting there so we were about to have sex and uh, and I say, do you have a condom? And he says, no, I don't. And I'm like, then I'm not doing it. And then he went to uh, his friend, and asked for his friend in his room whether his friend had it and his friend didn't have it and then he went to the reception and had and asked whether they had condoms and they didn't have it he came back and said hey I don't have it I'm like well then we have to do something else you know (laughs) so we did something else that didn't involve penetration for me he might have gone to around the whole Tenerife to look for a condom and bring it back to me and you know just then we would get it but without it I was not going to engage into uh, sexual intercourse with a stranger so And of course, sometimes there are lots of reservations when you're for the first time with someone and you have a lot of concerns like, does this person prefer me shaved, you know, hairless or blah, blah, But I think uh, it's also a matter of your self-confidence and and if the person doesn't like something about you, it's not your type of person. That's the general line. But actually, I
0: disagree on that if you don't like something about your partner, it's uh, not partner for you because I had two cases when one guy shaved his pubic hair and it gave me rush. Uh-huh. So I yeah, never but... said him that it's a problem because like it's his body. I, I have no right to say how he should have his pubic hair. Yeah. But actually I got some trauma from that yeah
1: no that's another thing and if it's really affecting something on your body like a rash then you should discuss it obviously yeah it's
0: the same thing with uh, shaving I mean like this beard rash like half of your face comes off
1: you it's like sand dust paper oh god yeah Oh, if it's the beard that's you know giving you a rash on your face you can talk about it right so you can say hey I I don't mind your five o'clock shadow right on your face meaning like it's softer hair it's not you don't need to be fully shaved every time we're with you know together unless that's your specific preference but it's giving me a rash so you know you kind of you're kind of giving a choice to a person but if you're saying hey i don't like women with pubic hair that's another thing, right? And they can say it's their preference, but does it really mean that's your type of a partner? Because I mean, seeing pubic hair doesn't give him a rash in his eyes, right? But if you have specific concerns about your body hair or something like that, and they're super like specific and you can't stop thinking about it, lesbian sex has an answer for you. You don't need to undress. I don't know if I'm going to be opening any new horizons for our listeners, but when there is a woman-on-woman action, you don't necessarily have to fully undress. You but know, the same for yeah, but exactly for, for any for, sex. Uh, for any sex, if it's if it's oral sex, of course, you don't always need to undress. So uh, there are lots of cases when I didn't want to fully undress, or I wanted to stay in my underwear, and I stayed in my underwear. And when you're with a woman, you can do that. And with a man too, of course, I don't want to ask you in the wrong direction, but I mostly practiced it with uh, with a woman. It's actually liberated me. So th- this freedom not to be naked when I didn't want to be naked was actually very, very empowering for me because I, I was like, yeah, okay, I have a choice. You know, I can still have sex and stay fully clothed or partly with clothes on my on my body, or I can be completely naked. It's up to me. So that's that's a very good experience, very empowering. Out of a thousand stories I have with having sex with women, there is one particular one. There was my girlfriend at the time, and. Uh, We were taken by passion. I think it was a car again, oh my God, my poor cars. And uh, the thing is, we had nowhere to like wash our hands, no showers around, just my car. Yeah, but we really wanted to have sex. So the thing was, we still managed to have sex, and it was a very good sex. But nobody undressed in that particular scenario. And it was still good. It was still great. The, the car was very steamy. To, uh, Just
0: uh, to, to imagine it better. Like <laughs> through your clothes? Exactly. With your fingers?
1: No, fingers were involved. Ah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I got there it. Is, there, is, <laughs> there is actually a term for that. It's called dry humping. Quite a technique. Should I go into details? Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So dry humping. Means that uh, two people are fully dressed up and they're wearing clothes, so they rub against each other, and rubbing against each other gives them pleasure. So rubbing at a certain angle in a certain pelvic area gives you pleasure, but you don't need to be undressed for that. Okay, so it's called dry humping. So technically, it's
0: what uh, fourteen years old girls do with the pillows? Exactly, but
1: against another person. So it's, sex. it's better, it's much better. <laughs> so it's sex, yes. So that's, that's what it is.
2: So, now they're both feeling relaxed and both have made it clear that they want to have sex. So that means they're going to get started, right? Well, it's important to point out that actually what they're doing right now is already sex. Sex isn't just the point where there's penetration. In fact, some of the best sex involves no penetration, but I digress. Jessica has something she'd like to discuss beforehand, something a little spicy. In her purse, next to a condom, is a little vibrator. Jessica knows her body better than anyone else, and she knows that she won't come unless she has some extra stimulation of her clitoris. That's where the vibrator comes in. comes. (laughs) Uh, That that pun was actually not intentional. But anyways, uh, But it's kind of embarrassing to bring this up with Chris. Well, Jessica, you have two options. You can say nothing, and the night won't be as good for you as it is for Chris. But you could also just ask. And I'm pretty sure I know what you'll choose. You already have some suitable phrases from episode two. I wish, I would, I want to, but here are some other options. You can say what you want and then add, do you mind or would you mind? For example, I'd enjoy it even more if I used my vibrator. Do you mind? Or you could say, I'd like to use some toys. Would you mind? Do you mind sounds eh, a little bit more direct. Would you mind is a bit more like a question. You could also ask it as a favor, something like, could you do me a favor? I'll give you a small vibrator, hold it near my clit, and I'll enjoy things a lot more. Of course, Chris is happy to do what Jessica likes. I mean, if he doesn't have a problem with the alien, why would he have a problem with a vibrator? So, we'll leave them here, underneath a cozy blanket, in the dark, with the sound of a movie that neither of them is watching. But I don't think Netflix minds, it still counts towards their viewing stats, and I don't think Jessica and Chris mind either. Anyway, I've been Mr. Brett. And as always, remember to keep it safe and keep it consensual while you're fucking English.
0: My sister told me a story about one of her Tinder experiences when she met a guy and it definitely was about having sex at the end of the date. And he was very sex positive. He talked overtly about practices about everything they came to his place and things were getting hotter and hotter and at this point he put a big box on his bed opened it and there was toys and devices and he had um, things he would like her to do. It's like, uh, here are my nipple clamps. I need them... On your nipples. On on my nipples. Um, After that, uh, here is the toy. I want you to... Insert it into my, I don't know what what it was. Um, Then we have this vibrator, I like it near uh, my dick, and then you need to rub my feet. Okay. So he was like a script written for his orgasm, and he asked her to assist him getting it. What would you feel?
1: Uh, I would feel prescripted. (laughs) I don't think I would enjoy it that much, because it looks to be very very he's pleasure centric I would probably feel that I would be like a holder of his devices you know like he he needs a spare hand and he got a spare hand two spare hands and you know he's using those spare hands I'm not the subject I'm the object but again like I don't know this person and I was just I'm just imagining what I would feel in this case but I would not be happy with this experience, I, I got to say.
0: But actually, in his hand, probably it looked like he's sex positive. He knows oh, yeah. his body. He ha- He's yeah. prepared for sex. And he's confident to do- enough to tell what he wants. That's
1: his preference against my preference.
0: <laughs> for me, it's different because I've, I see here, uh, like, sex is a communication. Exactly. Two people do it and to instruction. each other. And instruction. And is if he has script... Mm-hmm. It means that anybody could be on my place. Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. it's Uh, not sex, actually. Technically, an instruction is a piece of communication. But is it really communication when we talk about sex? Is it equal? I don't think so. Because instruction is not equal. Instruction is like, I'm higher than you and I'm giving you a manual for me. And in some cases, it's great. But I love gradual exploration rather than instructions. That's why I normally try to assemble the IKEA furniture without without any manuals first. And then I come to manuals and like I am like, okay, this is in the wrong place. Yes. For me actually it's it's
0: complicated because like all the culture supposes that like a man penetrates with dick and woman is happy. And when you want something else and like like a real person, a real woman, sometimes uh, face a reaction like, oh, no, this dick song, like the dick orgasm is the best orgasm, all the other orgasm you have, it's just not real, but I will be the first one who will show you the real dick orgasm, this thing. So, like, I faced it enough time to feel uncomfortable every time I talk about my own desires, Sasha, do you laugh that dick song? Yes. Mm, dick song is a good song, yeah. I think for this episode I I really need to write a song.
1: <laughs> dick dick song. Dick, dick song so,
0: thing is, I bought a warming up lube for myself because it helps like me to relax and I already tried it on myself. So when a guy came to me and it didn't work for us for the first attempt and I wanted to offer him to use this loop, I mean, I really didn't feel comfortable talking about that. I mean, it was my first time when I offered to bring something other than condom and ropes in bed. It feels like I did use things, but what men also consider sexy, but never my vibrator or warming loop. And well, it worked well. I mean, he was kind of enthusiastic about that, and next time he wanted to use this loop on himself, okay because yeah. he was curious yeah, why yeah, 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 yeah. why I felt better and he wanted better too and this story really sounds exactly the same way as my story from second episode yeah. in the second episode i was was rushing through the bushes with the fire on my loins but this time he was ra- ra- running around the room and then run to the bathroom because like he was really scared uh, if his dick will f- fall off after that <laughs> this situation with a uh, loop taught me the idea that you need to try things first before offer them <laughs> during sex oh, yeah. well, because uh... if if i didn't know how this loop worked on me i mm-hmm. wouldn't offer it to use together yeah. i mean you you should check it first It was fucking English, made by Hedgehog Podcasts. In the next episode, we will learn how to talk before,
1: during, and after sex. And Mr. Brett will help us choose the best words. This is one of the five pilot episodes. If you like them, then Lena and I will continue making the new ones.
0: To help us do that, please leave your comment in the app where you listen to podcasts, so we will know what you think about our project. We are really curious.
1: Put five stars or a heart. And tell all your friends.
0: Especially those who travel, work abroad and struggle with relationships and sex in
1: English. And if you like this podcast very much, then go to our Patreon fucking English and donate to us. Our goal is to raise 2500 to continue creating this podcast for you. Love each other and talk to each other. And do your homework. See you in two weeks. Bye.